Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of Adulting Decrypted, where we have a guest. This is such an exciting episode. We talk about insurance, and I'll let you get to know the guest here pretty shortly. I want to keep you in suspense a little bit. But before you get too far into the episode, we just wanted to let you know that this is a 30-minute episode. But in order to get all the information we wanted to and enjoy the conversation that we had with our guest, we split this into two episodes. So we're having this episode come out this week and episode or part two come out next week. This one's about insurance generally. The next one will be about insurance with the car. So without further ado, here's our show, Adulting Decrypted. Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living in the effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts, Gene, the junior going to be a senior in high school. I'm Ashton, and I'm tired from my job. I'm Gideon, I'm (laughs) going to be a freshman. And I am the dad, the bald one, who is always tired from a job. You know, Ashton, it's that old joke that uh, today I'll be tired and tomorrow I will be retired, but I'll still (laughs) have to go to work. All right. So today we have with us Jeff Hillhouse from Inside Insurance. Jeff, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. uh, So I (laughs) born and raised in the area um, and got a family, wife and kids, three kids actually keep me busy. I've uh, been doing insurance now for eight, nine years, and uh, been enjoying it. So Awesome. You can't forget to tell everybody about the dogs. You have and a whole, the dogs. How many dogs do you have this time? At this point, we've got nine dogs. One of them Holy. just had puppies. So we've got seven little puppies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not staying. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining like nine full-grown no, dogs, no, no. and I'm like, you are very brave. <laughs> Se- seven of them will hopefully be gone in... A month and a half, so. Oh, cool. And what, what breed are the ones that you just, the puppies? Golden Doodles, yeah. Oh, cool. So, yep. And you're getting rid of those? Gonna get rid of so them. So if anyone listening wants dogs. Gorgeous no. dogs. <laughs> and they're very yeah. well behaved. They're good looking dogs. Oh, um, yeah. Enough said about dogs. I was going to say, um, <laughs> but we're not getting another dog, guys. Sorry. Uh, no, in okay. the area here is uh, Pleasant Grove, Utah, just so we're, we remember where we're all starting from. Um so what we what we brought Jeff in today is we want to talk about car insurance uh, mostly, and then we'll talk about other insurance. Ashton's getting ready to buy his first car, so we're going to have a yep. car episode. But uh, we're, you know, Jeff, I probably what I call you to quote, I don't know, every other month probably <laughs> with all the changes we make. Might as well, yeah. <laughs> all the time. So Jeff, tell us uh, on on Inside Insurance, is that, uh, do you guys sell a variety of insurance products or is it one carrier specific or? No, so there's two different types of uh, insurance agents. Uh, you got the captive, which only sells for one company, like Farmers, State Farm, um, Allstate. They're all captive. Um, I'm an independent agent, so that means I can sell for 20, 30, however many companies I can get an appointment for. We've got about 20-ish for our uh, personal lines insurance, and so that way we can shop you out and kind of see who's got the best rates for you and kind of not narrow it down to just one company so it's kind of nice yeah and so when i think when we redid ours uh we've been what maybe three four years together i know that uh we were with with one company for a while and then when you re-ran it for the next year i think we actually switched both home and auto yep, yep. 
so so that is the advantage right of going with somebody that's not captive a captive you get whatever the best all state and then you just work on inside of their parameters versus with said 20 different carriers and and i think if i remember right we have my we have my motorcycle uh, my recreational motorcycle on a different policy than our cars correct and that buggy gene caught on fire the other day <laughs> is that on its own policy that's on its own policy actually yeah that's on its own policy yeah so oh, cool. there you go so so there's a lot about insurance that we don't i don't understand that's why we invited jeff in uh, jeff would you consider buying an insurance an adult project oh yeah definitely <laughs> I, I mean because you're signing a contract so really you can't until you're 18 anyway so yeah it's definitely an, ad- an adult project so if I'm understanding correctly with um, the, because I don't really know much about insurance. So what you do is you basically help people hunt for insurance that works best for them. Is that a good way to put it, or like? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's a good way to put it. There's a little bit more than just hunting. I mean, mm-hmm. well, actually, no, that, that might be a pretty good <laughs> description of it because uh, it's just kind of like a you you go hunting and you get you hire a guide, right? Yep. So yeah, kind of, kind of like that—a guide service for car insurance. <laughs> oh, cool! That's so awesome. all of our non-hunter friends are still confused. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And then, how did you? And I just, I'm just genuinely curious. How did you get into insurance? Like, how did you start? Um, he, he's looking for a job, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, it's a great job to get into when you're younger, okay. um, because you build up a book of business. It's really tough in the beginning because mm-hmm. the commissions are really terrible, actually. Okay. But as you build it up, you get that residual. So, you know, the more you build up, if you can keep your original clients, you know, then each year you do a little better, a little better. Gotcha. So, um, so I started, uh, interestingly enough, I never wanted to go into sales. It okay. scared me. And so I never wanted to do it. And then just one day... I was working in a shop and it just kind of thought somebody actually suggested, oh, you should uh, get out of the shop and go do sales. And it just happened. I thought, okay. <laughs> so I started selling for that company and then it was a kind of a subcontract, subcontractor company for construction. Okay. You know, yep. uh, when the whole bubble popped, I ended up getting laid off, sold cars for a while, which makes great money, but the hours are terrible yeah yeah um but i had a buddy that uh got into doing car insurance or yeah doing insurance and he kept trying to get me to come and kept trying to get me to come and he's telling me about the commissions and i'm thinking those are really terrible (laughs) why would i do that yeah as Um, a car salesman you're like that's that's not you make good money selling cars and it's quick and easy but you know first of the month you're back to zero you know Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what you did the month before so finally my wife got tired of the hours and said look just go do it so i studied took the test passed it and been doing that ever since very cool so so one thing you brought up in there that i think is very interesting is somebody that's not in sales is the residual right Mm -hmm. so you said initially the commission structure is really low but when you sign a policy, then you, as long as that person keeps renewing with you, you keep getting paid on that, right? And that'd be a residual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, say you signed up for me today, so I'd get paid a commission from the insurance company for that year. Most policies I sell are 12-month policies, so I'd get a commission for that. 
next year when the policy renews, then they pay me a new commission for that next year. So as long as you're good with your customers and you can keep them happy and keep them with you, then each year you get that new renewal. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work that sometimes goes. Oh, no, there is between. for me. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, because I'm calling Jeff probably even more than annually saying, okay, Jeff, this is what I'm trying to do. And the reason it is because I, I realize the risk associated with insurance, right? Because what is insurance? Have you guys thought about that? What's insurance, Gene? Gideon, any thoughts on that? Isn't insurance just money set aside in case something happens? Essentially. There, there's a more technical answer that I imagine is what you're yeah, looking please, for. Yeah, please, go for it. It's transfer of risk. So, yeah, like driving a car, there's a risk that you're going to get in an accident, you're going to hurt someone, damage property. So... I know I don't want to have to pay out a $50,000 payment if I wreck somebody's brand new truck. So what I do is I pay the insurance company X amount of dollars each month so that my risk is that $150, right? Each month or whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then the insurance company is taking on that risk of if I get in an accident, then they'll cover it. So really it's, legalized gambling i mean <laughs> if you think about it because there, there's some some drivers that are a terrible risk others that just don't get in accidents or don't speed they're just real careful or lucky and dad you're lucky no I, i'm fairly a careful <laughs> driver in all fairness but but oh, gene this brings up one of the conversation oh go ahead gideon you had a question um i'm wondering how much the insurance actually covers so, like, would it cover all of it? Because that's kind of what it sounded like, but I don't know. So, it depends. Insurance is it's, – it's a pretty broad spectrum. There's a whole lot that you can cover, but you can also pick and choose. So, in Utah, the state minimum – so, the state requirements, you have to have 25000 per person for your liability and 65000 per accident. So – 25,000 per person, 65,000 per accident, those numbers meaning what? So what that means is, um, let's say Gideon's out driving yep. once he turns 16. <laughs> not yet. Because yeah, yeah. right now, <laughs> right I, would now be yeah. I would be the one in trouble on that. Right. Period. So let's go to Gene. Gene's out driving. <laughs> He's the new youthful. He's, according to the insurance statistics, the most likely, right? Knock on wood. Hopefully not. But So Gene causes an accident. He runs into a car. It's got four people in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. They get injured. Three of the four have to go to the hospital, say. Okay. Uh, taken by ambulance. So what that means is your liability will cover um, $25,000 per person who has to go to the hospital for a total per accident of 65000 So if there were three people that yep. went to the hospital, all of them had $25,000 in uh, medical bills, it would only cover 65000 because it maxes out at that policy limit. Right. Okay. So that's the state minimums. Um, and then who's liable for the additional um, dollars on that? Uh, you are. Correct. Okay. See, so, and that's so we've mitigated the risk of sixty thousand dollars of it, but but we're still technically on the hook for the fifteen. 
Correct. And that's where all the lawsuits well, and some of that. 65, messing... so 10. Oh, thank you. Yes. Good math. And then... um, actually, Ashton, I was not. The... You're not the only one that messed up math today. You know what? I was doing the head math really like fast on that one because I knew if I was going to respond to it, I had to get it right or I was going to get mocked relentlessly again for it. Um, Table but... has turned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, heard 60. I heard 60, though, in all fairness. But I just wasn't listening, so I don't know which is worse. <laughs> well, that's, they're all just excuses either Insurance way. Insurance is boring. But <laughs> I am not going to lie. Um, but so so that um, that so the 25 per person, 65, and that's all covered by a base payment each month. You threw a, a guess number of like 125, 150. And that depends on plan, but that's kind of how that works. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you pay your monthly premiums, and then you've got that coverage. So, um, so that's the statement. You can go in Utah. Typically, most companies go from twenty five sixty five uh, up to fifty one hundred. So fifty fifty thousand dollars per person, hundred thousand per incident. Okay. And then uh, one hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, and two fifty five hundred. And then they've got what they call uh, single single limit where you combine single limit where you just do like 500,000 and that covers everything. So okay. if you, you, you'll, you'll cover your property damage, you'll cover your liability, you'll cover your medical, um, all from that one number. So oh, cool. Interesting. Hey Jeff, how many times do you get asked that question? Which one? About, <laughs> about liability. Yeah. About liability and that. I mean, cause that's fairly complicated, isn't it? Or does it, not that often, actually, but mm. I actually, I like to kind of throw it out there. If, if I get a customer that's just on state minimums, I, I think not to be rude, but you're dumb. <laughs> state minimums doesn't cover nearly enough, especially with how expensive cars are getting now. Medical payments are through the roof. I mean, now, now if you're a young kid like Ashton and he goes, look, I just want state minimums to be legal. Mm -hmm. He has no real assets. Mm -hmm. So there might be an advantage for somebody like that. But somebody that starts to get themselves a little bit of a nest egg, some house, you know, you, you know, you start getting to where you own your house and you own some cars and you have some other assets, maybe in 401ks. That's where you're really introducing yourself to risks, right? And that's Correct. There's a lot more liability because you have more stuff. Right. So if you've well, got liabilities the same, but they can take a lot more from you. Right. So okay. so if you've got nothing and they sue you, I, you've I got mean, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so so yes, that's a lot of times what what I see is the younger people or the people that just don't have a whole lot. They're renting still um, beater cars that aren't worth much. You know, mm -hmm. that'll typically do the state minimums. Um, but usually when I see that, I do like to at least educate my customers and say, Hey, look, here's what that means. And it is surprising to me how many of them do not understand what that means. I ask them, you know, what's your previous coverage? And they're like, I don't know. So a lot of people don't understand. So it is good to kind of figure it out because it's important. In that right. 2565 example that you mm -hmm. gave us, that included the car. Or is that personal? Is there two different numbers there? There, there is uh, an additional number that's your property damage. Gotcha. So the state minimum is fifteen thousand. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. to your point, the state minimum on a fifteen thousand dollar car, Ashton, what were you able to find for fifteen thousand uh, dollars? I mean, there's a lot of cars out there. 
that are above my price range. $15,000. You're looking for a $6,000 car. Yep. You're talking about an older car, higher mileage. Right. And you look around and see even your friends are driving cars that are 12 or 15 or 20. A stinking new truck, to your point, Jeff, is $50,000. Easy. You know, yeah. and, and you hit one of those. When you only have the minimum of 15, you're in trouble. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. That makes sense. I get it now. Gene, Gene, I, I thought think, I thought was something interesting. Jeff brought up that that kind of got you riled up. I thought you'd want to talk to him about risk and teenage and youthful drivers. You kind of yeah. I was going to go back to that. Like, you kind of use it as a throwaway line, saying, "Well, you would because you're the most likely theoretically." Mm-hmm. Um, how how do those percentages like work like with like teenagers versus adults, male female GPAs? So I, I, I guess I'm not sure on the question. What do you mean those percentages? Where do they come from, or how do they affect your rate? How do they affect? Um, how do they affect? Um, like the. Because you said that it was most likely for me theoretically. So insurance companies, and, and uh, still not sure if this is where you're going, but insurance companies spend billions and lots of time. I mean, they, they look at numbers, right? And so um, all the different insurance companies, they all spend a lot of time, a lot of money in just analyzing numbers. And so that's how rates are made is they look at all these actuarial tables and numbers of who caused what accident, how much it cost, what they were doing, um, ages, uh, gender, whether they're married, whether they have a house, whether um, what their credit score is, all I mean, just so much stuff. They look at all this information, and then they take that and then kind of pull it into sections of okay, so this group right here that fit into this criteria have had more accidents than if they were in this other group. So that's that's where they come from. Is just you know a hundred years of watching numbers and evaluating risk or evaluating claims and seeing where, where they came from, what caused them, who was a driver. And, and that's where they go to get their numbers from. So is that what you were asking or? Yeah. Yeah. But like, what's the, what group would like me be in versus like a girl, my same age with like a similar GPA? Like what would be the difference? Um, to be honest, I don't know. A lot of this stuff is so complex that I never see it. I plug the information into the computer. The computer goes back, puts it against all of their database, everything, all the information they've got. And then it it just spits out something at the end saying, this is where he's going to, this is what it's going to cost to insure Gene because, well, and it doesn't give me a because. It just says, this is what it's going to cost to insure Gene. So I can go back and, and I can look at some of it and go, okay, well, it's probably because of this and this and this, because I know what some of the risk factors are, but it doesn't give me any kind of a breakdown. So some of that, I don't know how to answer. Okay. So you were saying that you know some of them. Mm-hmm. What are those risk factors? Okay. Um, and I listed a few of them, but so GPA for youthful drivers. Um, and I guess first off, that's a youthful drivers. Age is a, is a thing. Um, a youthful is 16 to 25 for most carriers. Um, once you hit 25, 
you're no, you know, you're actually considered an adult. You're old. Yeah, for insurance purposes. <laughs> you're actually considered an adult. So, so our target audience is anybody that's 16 to 25. Um, but technically, we're also going for Gideon, so he learns now, right? The preparatory for adults. So go ahead, okay. Jeff. Sorry. So, so age, youthful driver. Youthful driver. Now, and and it's interesting how they get around it because you can also once you hit over 75, I think you also start to hit that decline where you're more likely. Um, so your rates are affected once you get over 70, 75. Um, but so youthful drivers, uh, grades are, a, are, are a factor because, um, really they're looking at how responsible you're going to be, which mm-hmm. is also why credit scores, a big factor, especially in Utah. Oh, really? I didn't know that big factor. Yeah. So yeah, we've had customers that, uh, they get their renewal and they're, they call and say, what the heck happened? I, I didn't change any cars. I didn't get in an accident. Everything's the same. Why did my rate just shoot up? And we go back and we look and they had a bankruptcy or, you know, some really bad year financially, their credit score tanked and the insurance company re-rated with their new insurance or their new credit score. And it shot up the rate. I think, so. I think that should be an episode for a different day as credit score. And it sounds like, cause that I didn't realize it affected our insurance as well. Yep. Yeah, affected. Gene, you were anyways, good. <laughs> that was, um, that was, yeah. And sorry. So age credit score, what else um, did we cover? Zip Risk. code. So, wow. Yeah. So because different cities essentially are going to have different risk factors. I mean, obviously West Valley city is going to be a higher risk for, car theft i think then pleasant grove so okay gotcha um there's other like downtown salt lake you're going to be more likely to get in an accident because there's higher traffic Mm -hmm. so zip code's a big thing um and then obviously type of vehicle um each vehicle's got a safety rating that's put on it i don't even know who puts those on it but they've all got a safety rating and and that affects it value of the car affects it if you've got comp and collision not so much if you don't. Well, I remember when we called, because before we bought Ashton's car, as we are working on it, one of the things I said is, hey, we need to reach out to Jeff and ask you to run a quote, because we know it's your favorite thing to do. Love it. And so <laughs> so I was actually surprised that we had a 2015 Sonata that we we're looking at, and I think like a 2014 Ford something. No, no. What was it? Anyways doesn't matter but i was surprised that the 15 actually cost less to insure than the 14 and and i go why and you go dude because it's in the tables that way right because <laughs> yeah because because i don't know why one's deemed more safe why one's not as safe maybe it has the airbags maybe it doesn't make you know because you're right they have to plug that in and, and generate all these statistics right gene even though you might be one of the safer drivers you know we're not going to name ben's name but he would be <laughs> He he would be on the other end of that teenage driver where he actually deserves the rate that he gets right. So so you got to thank all your friends, all your uh, male counterparts that like to race and speed. Not everybody drives an old buggy that barely goes thirty five <laughs> miles an hour. So so the thing you got to realize with insurance, kind of going along what Roscoe was saying, is it's a highly regulated industry. There's a department in each state that regulates the insurance. Um, and it, like, for instance, when an insurance company wants to s- change their rates, they say, okay, we're too expensive or we're too cheap. We're losing money. We got to raise the rates or whatever. Anytime they make a change, they actually have to go through and work out what their new rates are going to be. And then they have to submit it to the insurance department and get approval. 
So they can't just say, you know what? I need a new boat this month. Let's raise the rates. They've got to mm-hmm. go through all these hoops and uh, and get approval for any of the rate changes. From the government. From the government, correct. Wow. State or federal? State. Or? It's all because regulated of... by the states. Okay. Um, and one of the big stipulations is it's got to be fair. So that's one of the reasons why you, being a safe driver, are going to pay higher rates because of Ben, who is not a safe driver. Because, <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Yeah, because they've got to say, okay, we're not we're not basing this off of Gene and Ben. We're basing this off of 16 to 20-year-old boys with a 3.0 GPA in Pleasant Grove. So And it, historically, right? So it's exactly. not just in a... Right, historically. So if... And this might just be a random weird question. I was just thinking about it. But if if the government regulates, like, they have to approve their price changes, the rate changes, Mm -hmm. um, how much variability does that allow between insurance companies? Because if everyone has to get approved, you'd imagine there'd be a lot of similarities between companies as well? Um. Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, We have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So, if any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, The Power of a Humble Mediator where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So, if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. They don't set, they're not going to set the rates for you. So the okay. insurance company will come out and say, okay, this is where we're going to rate it. It goes across the board. You can see there's no um, singling out any particular person. Um, so there, there's essentially three different types of insurance companies. You got the preferred, which is kind of the top tier cream of the crop. They're the ones that are going to insure, you know, no tickets, um, higher liability limits, good credit scores, um, you know, more of the responsible drivers. And typically they're going to have the best prices. 
Then you've got the standard, which is kind of the average person, you know, maybe a, a speeding ticket, maybe an accident, um, decent credit score, um, you know, probably has a house, maybe not. And then you've got the non-standard, which are the bends of the world. <laughs> I don't even know Ben, but I'll, I'll keep using them. So they're the ones Poor that ben. bad credits. And I, I shouldn't do that because I, like I say, I don't know Ben, but, th- but they're, so the non-standards where you've got multiple tickets, multiple accidents. Well, uh, is that like the general? Because you can have like yeah. a DUI and get, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen the yeah, advertisements. I'm definitely not worried about non-standard. it. But, but, but they're the ones that are saying, look, we're willing to take the risk, mm-hmm. but you're going to pay a premium yeah. to get that risk and mm-hmm. we're not covering much. Yeah, exactly. And that's their non-standard. So they're, and that's mostly where you're going to find the state minimums too. Uh, in fact, there's some of them that only offer 2565 coverage. Because it's just about being legal. It's just about being legal. They're like, I, they're not willing to take that kind of a risk. Yeah. So, so really, so so they're not setting rates. It's more of just making sure the company is being fair to everyone. Right. Okay. Right. Not discriminating. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect way to put it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Hmm. I was curious. That was a, that was a lot bigger answer than I thought. I just said Gene because statistically boys are <laughs> stupid, and so Jeff, this was a much better way to to put that. That was a great, uh, that's, great answer. That's Thank why you. that's why he was invited because he knows more than than we do. <laughs> one one of the things you've thrown out there, Jeff, and I just want to talk talk briefly on is liability versus comprehensive coverage, mm-hmm. and what that and deductible means as you're looking for cars and and insurance and because I know if you play with your with your um, sorry, your like your state minimums, mm-hmm. right? Your your what they'll cover. There's also comprehensive liability and what you're willing to pay on your deductible. Because one thing, Ashley, you mentioned is you said, look, I pay my flat fee of, let's call it $150 every month. There's also, you get in an accident, there's also going to be a deductible. Is that true on on all? Nope. Okay. No. Thank you. And that, so, excellent question. Um, and this is one of those, I, I sometimes forget that, that people that don't do insurance every day, don't realize some of the stuff. So you've got your liability limits, which is what we're talking about, the 2565 bodily injury, um, same thing. No deductible for the liability. Um, The other nice thing is if it ends up, uh, somehow you end up getting sued because of it, um, the insurance companies cover the legal fees and that's not part of your liability limits. So lawyer fees don't cut into the 2565 or whatever your liability is. Um, then you've got your um, comp and collision, comprehensive and collision. Uh, some companies call it other than collision and collision, but that's your property damage. So that covers your vehicle. So if you cause the accident, um, it will cover repair or replace your vehicle. And that's the one where you're gonna have a deductible. So same thing, transfer of risk most people, the most common deductible we see is a $500 deductible. Um, and what that means is you cause an accident, your car gets dinged up, you need to get it fixed. You pay for the first 500, insurance company pays for the rest. And then depending on the damage, it's up to the insurance company whether they want to total it out and just say, that car's a lost cause, we're gonna take it to the junkyard, pay you out what the current value is, or whether they say, yeah, it's worth fixing, we'll fix it. And that's why sometimes the math, like when uh, the the car got hit, right, and the insurance come out and said, hey, you're 50% liable because you were in a parking lot, 
you know, and, and, and I'm liable and the other guy's liable, I decide, is it worth turning in and have to pay my $500 deductible and an increased rate because now I'm more risky to insure or is it cheaper for me just to pay the $1,000 to get it fixed? And I decided just to pay the $1,000 to get it fixed so that I didn't put it on my record and, you know, anyways. And that's an excellent point because a lot of... A lot of people don't realize most insurance companies, um, preferred and standard, they actually look back five years now for tickets and accidents. So you have a claim in your car or you get a speeding ticket, that's on your record for five years. You're going to have that increased price on your insurance for five years. And so then after five years, they forgive it. Then it drops off. It's Some companies uh, I know of will, they'll still look at it up to seven. They don't rate for it. But if they look back and say, okay, you've got two accidents right now, which may fit in our guidelines, but we look back seven and you had like a total of five over the seven years, then they say, you know, you're no longer eligible for our for us to write your insurance. So they, they can look back. Most of them don't. Most of them will go to five and then they don't care. They'll gotcha. just, yeah, it doesn't rate for it, doesn't affect you, so... Um, now, if you go to the non-standard, which are the lowest tier, right? Most of those will look back three years, which is kind of interesting to me. I would think they'd want to go back further, but I guess <laughs> they realize <laughs> bad drivers are going to be bad drivers. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's three or six years. It's <laughs> the same. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Very interesting. So, so uh, the buggy gene has liability only on it right now which means i've insured it so that if you hit somebody right that we're above state minimum right we've got a, a higher policy maybe i'm broadcasting this to the world and they sue us but don't, <laughs> don't hit anybody gene so <laughs> not planning on it. okay good but the buggy at that point in time anything wrong with it is our problem correct we're not in, we're not transferring any risk and the reason is is because it's a three thousand dollar car Right, so we get in an accident, catches on fire. It catches on fire. <laughs> We're liable. Hey, would the, would a fire be covered under some insurance? <laughs> um, Spontaneous combustion versus accident-driven combustion. That's a good question. <laughs> that would probably actually be. It, it might just fit under your comprehensive. So anyways, it, that, just got. There, there could be a life. There could be a waiver in there too, right? Yeah, there could be. And, that, and here's the thing with claims. I'm not in the claim side of it. Uh, they have adjusters that that is their full-time job to know the policies, exclusions and coverages. Um, so some of these more technical questions about claims, yeah. I, I can I, I can speculate, but there, there have been times in the past where I figured something was covered and then I talked to a, an adjuster and he's like, uh, no, no, there's an exclusion right here in this fine little print that says no. You cannot skydive with your car. <laughs> And have it covered, but but there goes my vacation plans. <laughs> right. So so on that scenario, Gene, we we wouldn't be out any money because there'd be no deductible when he hit somebody. However, there'd be no replacement value for our car. Correct. So if I'm at fault, that's when the deductible comes in play. If somebody hits me, depends on the state, right? Because I know like Colorado's a no fault state. So if they can't in Colorado, it doesn't matter if you hit them or they hit you. You're turning it into your insurance. Your own. Yep. And then in Utah, like it was with me in that in the parking lot, they said, "Look, you're both you're both at fault 
because you're both in the shared parking spot. Um, but they ended up covering half of it, and I had to cover the other half because there was no damage to his car. So I, I find that very interesting, just in general, the exclusions. And, and, and they said, you know, hey, you want to fight us, fight us. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's worth it because, once again, it's only $1,200 $1, to do it right. You guys just suck. You know, it's kind of the answer. <laughs> right. Give me my $600, I'll go away. And I'll come up with the other six or, or something. And, and I think what I did is had somebody pop out the dent and went on and didn't worry about it. Well, so. I'm actually surprised you got 600 out of them. Most of the time in a parking lot, from what I've heard, is they just say, oh, you fix yours, we'll fix ours. Yeah. So, yeah. It's Int- interesting. It was it was fairly interesting. Yeah. I, I, it was an eye-opening. Um, and the, this has been really cool. I've learned a lot about insurance. I know that we're just we're over thirty minutes now, and I know we talked about splitting it up. I was just wondering how we'd feel if we like have enough to talk about if we end this one here and jump into. I know we want to talk about a little bit more of real life with me buying a first car. If you think we have enough to to fill up some more time with that, are we okay with ending it here and taking quick quick fiver and then yeah. starting the next one? Is that all right? That works for me. Cool. I'm good. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this lesson about insurance and get ready for the next episode because we're having a lot of fun and thanks again Jeff for, for joining us Welcome to the end of another Adulting Decrypted episode. We're so very grateful to have you along for this one where we talked about insurance. We're also so very grateful for Jeff and his willingness to come and join us and have a cool conversation with us. I can tell you it was certainly eye-opening for me and I know the rest of us here at Adulting Decrypted felt the same. We felt the same so much so that we ended up splitting this episode into two parts because we really wanted all the information to be there but not be too overwhelming at once and easy to find. So this week we talked a little bit generally about insurance and the next week we're going to talk more about my personal experience and what I should know for buying a first car and really what most of us should know so be sure to tune in for that episode as for now we've got a little faster I'm adulting hey Insurance for the very first time. I'm a Dolton. Learn about cars and my life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on the topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, Feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. 
along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adults. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.